How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. John Johnson with you. And nice enough to join us on this fine evening. He is the Eagles writer for the Philly Voice. It's always nice to... Uh, you know, we can have all the opinions that we want about what we think may happen uh, happen in the NFL draft and the decisions Howie Roseman will make. Uh, but it's always we can get a much better viewpoint talking to someone who spends nine, ten, eleven, twelve months a year around the team and speaking to players and speaking to the general manager. And joining us this evening, who covers the Phillies for the Philly Voice, Jimmy Kemsky. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, John, how you doing? I'm um, all right. So everything all right, first of all? Everything at home's okay? Just, you know, kind of sitting good. on your hands? I was, I was pretty sick like six weeks ago and a little nervous, but that passed and I'm good. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's t- I mean, you, you, it didn't require like getting tested or anything, did it? No, 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 no. All right. Well, no, I, all, all's good here. Uh, family's good. Uh, no worries. Good. We're, I'm very lucky. And uh, so far, my job has not been affected by it. We'll see how that goes. Uh, when we get around July and August. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully that's not the case. You and and Kyle and Matt and, and Evan, you guys all do an awesome job at the Philly Boys. It's Thank a you. it's a must do uh, a must go to uh, website every single uh, every single morning. Is in addition to each and every one of your Twitter handles. So uh, there's so much to talk about with the Eagles leading into a round one of the draft this upcoming mm-hmm. Thursday night. Uh, I, I guess you know first and foremost the, the question I have for you the uh, decisions made uh, to this point, uh, which are kind of leading uh, many people in the direction of what they think they'll do in the draft. Are you happy with what Howie has done thus far this offseason in terms of uh, free agency and uh, and or trade? So I'm surprised they didn't address the wide receiver position in free agency. I mean, they they did sign um, you know a high price a high price defensive end. And I understand the logic on that, and uh, they did go out and trade for Darius Slay which was an absolute necessity. So I felt like they absolutely had to address the cornerback position in free agency. And then secondarily, they had to uh, address the wide receiver position in some way because I didn't feel like you could go into the season with um, the current crop of receivers that they have. I still think, you know, very, very, um, I I would say it's 
a very good possibility that you know Alshon Jeffrey isn't going to be on the team, obviously, and and, and I probably word that a little. I should word that a little bit more strongly than that. I'd be very, I'd be shocked if he's still on the team when, when the season begins. So you're relying uh, on Deshaun Jackson, on you know who who hasn't been able to stay healthy. You're, you're relying on JJ Arthur Whiteside, who wasn't good as a rookie, and, and you know a guy like Greg Ward, who you know gave them a spark. But I don't know if you can really count on that guy as, as being a key contributor for the long term on your on your roster here. So I thought they at least needed to, to get a guy that they could kind of count on if, you know, A, things didn't go the, their way during the draft, or, you know, the wide receiver position, when, you, when you're looking at rookies that come in, you do have some hits, but you have a lot of misses too. So I don't know if you can really totally rely on a rookie coming in and, and being a starter right off the bat and being a, a contributing starter, that is, right off the bat, even if it is a, a very good uh, draft class upcoming, you know, a lot of people think it's one of the best ever. So, um, you know, I, I was surprised by that. And I think that they've kind of painted themselves into a corner a bit uh, in terms of their need at the wide receiver position in the draft. Again, it's really good. It's really deep. So it shouldn't be hard to find some receivers in this draft. But I think that pretty much every other team in the NFL knows exactly what they're trying to do here. And that's what's worrisome because then you can hold a King's ransom if there's a player projected to go ahead of uh, where the Eagles pick, and then they can kind of, you know, uh, force Howie into a corner and make him uh, force him to make a decision. Um, I, I is there? A, I I know it seems like the the plainly obvious thing that Howie has to do. Is it possible that? Well, I shouldn't say is it possible because of course it's possible. Yeah. Is there <laughs> a thought in the back of your mind that maybe Howie does something else in the first round other than take a wide receiver? I find it hard to see. I mean, you see a lot of mock drafts, um, you know, giving them a linebacker. They haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since 1979. Uh, in fact, since the Howie, Doug, Jim, uh, Schwartz, um, you know, the regime has, has been in place over the last four drafts. They've only drafted two linebackers. One of them was a, was a safety in college in, in Nate Gary. Uh, the other was the third to last pick in the draft in 2016 in Joe Walker. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they have demonstrated over and over and over again that they just don't value the linebacker position. So you see the two guys that have been mocking them in Patrick Queen of LSU and in uh, Kenneth Mary of of Oklahoma. And I think what you're seeing there is just people are looking at the Eagles depth chart and they go, okay, well, their their linebackers are Nate Gary and TJ Edwards and Duke Riley. And (laughs) those aren't like, you know, household names, obviously. Right. And, you know, Kenneth Mary and Patrick Queen are kind of two guys that are projected to go, you know, mid to late first round. So the need and, you know, where those guys are projected to go sort of fits in with where the Eagles are picking at 21st in the first round. But still, I just don't see it. Like, there's just overwhelming evidence that the Eagles don't, don't value that position. So I don't see that. I don't see safety in the first round. Uh, you know, there's some good offensive linemen that could be available maybe at that spot. Mm-hmm. I think if – you know they aren't able to trade up for a receiver, and a receiver that they that they like doesn't, and they're, if they're on that they feel comfortable with, uh, if they just sit there at 21 and there isn't a guy you know worth the value at that spot, and I think they'll trade back. But I, I really do, I'd be really surprised if they don't end up in with a wide receiver one way or the other. Well, when it comes to the you know top tier, we all hear how deep a wide receiver draft it is, but of course there's going to be a pecking order of who, yeah. who they perceive to be the best, and then you go down the line. Uh, there are reports out there, but I'm always going to rely on your opinions and those who are 
around the team, you know, almost every month of the year. Have you heard any indication, um, you know, from people who you speak to that they yeah. are eyeing, you know, one wide receiver over the others? So in my eight years of covering the team year-round full-time, I have always found that draft, quote-unquote, information is – like the least reliable there is. <laughs> so right. like, you know, like information at other points of the year, you can usually find it to be pretty reliable. Uh, there's a lot of BS that goes on, that goes on this time of year. So I don't really trust anything. I don't want to put anything out there that like, I don't trust, you know, and I never really trust any, any sort of like draft information that, that I get. So mm-hmm. it's hard. To, it's really hard to say anything in, in terms of, um, you know, who they're interested in. I do think there's very good reason for them to be interested in any one of the top three guys. And we're talking about, you know, Alabama's uh, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy there. And of course, uh, Oklahoma's CD lamb. And if those three guys are gone, as we all, I think expect them to be by now, uh, when the Eagles pick a 21, then the fourth guy, sort of the consensus fourth guy is, um, you know, LSU's Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. So I think if they can land one of those four guys with Jefferson being the most likely that it, you know, I think it's, I think it's a successful first round If they have to trade back and they end up with, you know, a, one of the second or, you know, sort of the, one of the guys in that, in sort of that second tier, then that's not ideal, but you know, maybe you pick up an extra pick if you move back a little bit in the first round. But yeah, in terms of like who I've heard they you know, anyone specific that they're interested in, I think the simple answer is they're interested in all of them. Right. They're all pretty good and they all kind of have a different skill set. And you know what? The Eagles need everything. So I think we, we've all been kind of focused on uh, on a speed receiver with the Eagles because they have, they, you know, that, we saw like their offense the last two years was was you know really struggled to stretch the field and kind of open up opportunities in the short to intermediate areas of the, of the defense. It's an element that they've really missed. We saw for one week last year with Sean Jackson. We saw what the offense can look like when they have that. So we've all sort of focused on that. But the reality is they need everything at receiver. Mm-hmm. So I think every option, you know, big, small, fast, whatever. It's going to be appealing to them in some way. Um, Jimmy Kemsky covers Eagles for the Philly Voice. Nice enough to join us this evening, uh, Jimmy. The one thing that that is a little concerning, which is going to make the draft all the more interesting, both good and bad, is, is due to everyone being in quarantine and teams not being able to operate yeah. the, the way they normally would. You know, your scouting process is altered severely. I mean, you're relying on mostly film that you and I can see any day of the week, just pulling it up on YouTube versus bringing a guy in, having him run specific routes, you know, catching passes from certain guys, and then sitting down, whether it's, you know, lunch, dinner, and having that one-on-one time where you get to, you know, learn the makeup of how they tick and, you know, whether they're, you know, because what's between the ears is just as important as their physical attributes. I mean, do you foresee the bust ratio perhaps being higher in this draft overall, not just specifically Eagles, because of their inability to scout properly? Well, it's the second part of that scouting aspect that you mentioned that really is the uh, that sets teams, you know, that that sets teams apart in the NFL. It's easy to just look at a player's film and determine whether they can play or not. Like that, that that's the easy part of scouting. The hard part is playing, you know, um, investigative reporter or private detective or whatever you want to call it in terms of sitting these guys down and really getting to know their personalities and how they're going to fit into the culture of your locker room. That's the hardest part of scouting, and, and any scout will tell you that. So the teams that do that well really kind of set themselves apart from the rest of the league. And uh, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be really hard to do that. Like there's the, the teams didn't have the advantage of having their it was 30 pre-draft allotted visits uh, this year, which, which is, you know, 
uh, I guess um, it's something that, that, that they'll miss this off season. And they've been sort of relegated to, you know, having these zoom chats with, with, uh, with uh, draft prospects instead. You don't have any pro days or anything like that. So you don't get to see them work out up close. You don't have any private workouts, obviously uh, you don't have like, sort of these smaller school guys that maybe didn't get an invite to the combine or if they did get an invite to the combine, they interview so many players there. It's crazy that they may not get to everyone or may not have spent as much time with it as they would have liked with this prospect or that prospect. So you know, that time becomes limited and it's really going to be interesting to see, you know, which teams come out of this draft uh, with, uh, with talented players or, ta- or players that become successful and which ones don't, because it is going to be a challenging off season. But again, every team is kind of still on that, it, the, the rules apply to everyone, so like, or, or the lack of rules, or whatever you want to call it. But this situation applies to every team in the league. So everyone's kind of on equal footing, mm-hmm. and it'll be uh, interesting to see which team has the, which teams have the best plan heading into this sort of very weird off season. Two more questions for you, Jimmy. One, there, you know, and it was a lot of, it was more casual conversation this week, but it it may very well turn to something larger uh, as we inch closer to the draft. Uh, the conversation of would you be interested in Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know should <laughs> right. should they you know should he ultimately be traded? Jimmy Kemsky, would you be interested in Odell? Uh, I well, it depends on the cost, of course. But you have a guy that you know one team wanted to get rid of you know a year ago, and they did. And then <laughs> you have another team that seems willing to say goodbye to him as well. I mean, here's a guy who reportedly was like in the middle of games. You know, yelling to the opposing team's sideline, trade for me. Like, get me, get me <laughs> off this team. You know, he didn't choose to go to the Browns. You know, he got traded there, obviously. So, you know, you can't, like, force him to be happy there. But if you trade for him, you know, it's not like he has a choice. It's not like he chose to come to Philadelphia either. Right. So you got to be careful about trading away, you know, valuable uh, draft assets, especially with a roster in Philadelphia that is already very old. Like, they headed into the, they headed into the season last year. Uh, as the second oldest team in the NFL, they did get younger this off season, so I credit them there. But it's still you know, their their best players, obviously, are, are still um, you know most of those guys are, are 30 years or, or of age or older. Uh, so you got to really be wary about trading away your draft picks because you do need to refill the pipeline with, with some good young players. And I don't know if you do that. I don't know if like you really want to do that for a player that has sort of demonstrated over and over that he can be really a handful off the, off the field. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like he has a, a pretty, um, it's a pretty interesting injury history that you have to worry about as well. So, you know, he wouldn't be a guy that I'd be, you know, super keen on trading, trading for the guy that I would have traded for is DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Like, I know there's nothing wrong with that guy at all. Yeah. The cost that, that, you know, uh, Arizona gave up to get him. I think the Eagles should have been all over that. Uh, but you know, the, obviously they, they they passed on that, or they didn't have the same deal as as Houston gave Arizona, or whatever it is. But that would have been the guy that I'd have gone after, not o, not Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Um, there's been a growing conversation too, Jimmy, about uh, you know, has the time come where you have to see uh, what the value is for Zach Ertz in a trade? Obviously, he is getting older. He's a, I think he's is he 29 years? He's a, somewhere. He's approaching 30. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's the debate of well, you know, you have to you know get value for him before it's too late. But in the same breath, and you know, it's so someone of such. I mean, he we can't argue how incredibly talented he is and how important he is to Carson Wentz and has been uh, ever since Carson was drafted. I. I you know, and it's that you know. Do you trade him now for value, or do you say no? I mean, he we want him to forever be an eagle. 
You're only going to get so much for him. Let him be here for the remainder of his career until that time comes. I mean, where do you fall in that argument, Jimmy? Yeah, so we're not looking at a team here anymore that's building for the future. Like this team, can, they can win now. I mean, they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, so like they could win it. They could they could reasonably contend for a Super Bowl again if they make the right moves this offseason. So, you know, he's a guy that, like you said, like you look at Carson Wentz's first four years in the NFL, and Zach Ertz by far has been his most consistent weapon in the passing game. It's not even close. So, you know, his his worth to, to Wentz and, and this offense is um, I don't want to say it's immeasurable, but but certainly he's he's been. You know, their, their biggest contributor in the passing game. And I don't think you take that away from Carson Wentz. At the same time, you know, there's reports that they're talking about, you know, giving him a contract extension. I don't know why you would do that either, because at least at this point in time, because as you mentioned, right, right now he's 29. I think he turns 30 during this upcoming season. So he's under contract for the next two years. Uh, any contract extension he signs the new, like the the new years on that deal, will of course begin during the 2022 season, mm. uh, which will turn 32 during that season. Do you want to give? Do you want to give you know a guy like that uh, a market setting contract uh, at, at his position where you already just drafted a guy in Dallas Goddard, who by the way looks pretty good, looks like a very complete tight end. He can block, he can run, he can catch passes, he can run after the catch. Uh, it just seems like a, a, an up and coming, very good starter in this league, mm-hmm. who might be better by the time you know that 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 time comes around when when Zach Ertz is scheduled to be a free agent. So yeah, I wouldn't do either of those two things right now. I think you just let him play out his deal uh, for now, and um, you know you, you continue to. And of course, the wide you know we've already beaten to death their wide receiver situation. So you know they they need that guy in in 2020 if if they want to continue to try to compete for a Super Bowl. But at the same time, you can't. I don't think you you know give him crazy money. Because, again, like, you don't know what's going to happen over the next two years. He's aging, and he's got a concussion history, and uh, you got to worry about some sort of injury there as well. So I wouldn't do either of those things. I would trade him, and I wouldn't uh, would give him a contract extension. i just kind of stay the course with him at this point. Okay. Final question I have for you, Jimmy, and I get into these conversations with Kyle Newbeck all the time, with Matt Mullen all the time, and it has nothing to do with sports, but it does fall in the realm of entertainment. And I know okay. this, I think this is your wheelhouse as, as well. One of the things that, I, that I've been talking about this evening are cult movies, because I've watched every television show that I think okay. I want to watch. And, you know, I'm watching comedies and, you know, rehashing old um, old games is nice, but at a certain point I need something different. So I've been, like, kind of jotting down, you know, cult classics and you know, maybe I'll uh, over time once a day or something over the next couple of weeks watch them. Where does Jimmy Kemsky fall on the movie Roadhouse? So I've seen Roadhouse plenty. I thought you were going to ask me like to give you a uh, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, so, no. I, that, that's the follow up okay. to give me one. But, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> where you, where Roadhouse so, falls in your cult classic library. So it's awful, obviously, but it's also <laughs> great. Like it's, it's, it's great and awful simultaneously, and it's on TV like all the time. So I have like the HBO channels mm-hmm. and like a couple extras, and I don't know which, I don't know which one it's always on. But whenever <laughs> I'm flipping through those movie channels, it's all, it's always there. Like it feels like it's always there. And um, I'll like if there's nothing else on, I'll settle on that. <laughs> and, like it's just it's just so dumb. It's but, so uh, dumb that it's great. And it's got a little bit of nudity in it. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, so. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for Roadhouse. But where would it so for Jimmy Kemsky, what's what would be one of your favorite cult movies? 
So I liked uh, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, <laughs> which is also stupid, but in a very funny way. It's a very good movie. It's 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 like star studded too. Before like a lot, like Bradley Cooper's in it, Paul Rudd's in it, Elizabeth Banks. All before like they were famous or like super, Amy Poehler's in it. All, all before they they they, they became big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh it's very dumb, but. <laughs> In a very dumb way, very funny. No, it's great. David Hyde Pierce is in it. Christopher Maloney's in it. No, yeah. no, no. It, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, for uh, you, if you if you don't follow Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter already, shame on you. Follow him at Jimmy Kemsky. The latest on every bit of Eagles news. Uh, the links to all his stories for the Philly Voice. By all means, if you don't follow him, do it already. Jimmy, thanks for joining me tonight. Appreciate it, John. All right, 215-592-9494 is how you get involved. Don't go anywhere. Going to take your calls on the other side. Be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.